0: you know it's really upsetting me and myself because bugs have all of outside like they don't even have to pay rent out here they just live out here for free but somehow they always want to be in my motherfucking house like you homeless ass bitch
1: and welcome back to poor life decision i'm chris
0: I'm Julian, a.k.a. Dominique Devereaux. (laughs) Wait. Dynasty. I was
1: about to say, did we do this before? Did you do Dominique? Who did you do the last time from Dynasty?
0: I haven't done anybody from Dynasty yet.
1: Yeah, you did. I promise. I I (laughs) promise you did. Because that's when I didn't know, like, I didn't know whether you were watching, like, the old Dynasty. I didn't know what was going on with Dynasty. Oh, but um remember. it could have been somebody different, but <laughs> why yeah. Dominique
0: this week? Uh because well honestly, I don't think Michaela Michelle is like the current one. Mm-hmm. And like she's cool, but I feel like the original Dominique Devereux probably fucked some shit up. <laughs> she I feel didn't. like she was very vindictive. <laughs> um yeah, so
2: yeah. Yeah. What is your What
1: is your shirt say?
0: It's nothing exciting. It says "Red Door Escape Room."
1: Oh, I yeah. was like, "Is that a Is that a hourglass?"
0: Yeah, basically, I could wear the shirt there and get like an extra thirty seconds in time for my game. Oh. So, and I just picked it up because it was clean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Understand? Okay, so Dorian. You- What's been going on with you, and what are you drinking?
0: I'm very sad to announce that I'm caught up on Dynasty, and I have close to nothing else to live for. Um.
1: No, 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 we love you.
0: Right, and I don't think season four is going to be here till 2021, so... Yeah. It is really hard. I started watching Impostors today. I've cleared through nine episodes. <laughs> if you're wondering what is that? that? It's just um, basically this girl helps these people scam people. And so, and I then she that's started. Amazing. Yeah, I saw it on Netflix. Yeah. So yeah. it's just basically, you know, scammers. Which, you by can, the way, I-, I saw a sticker that. I was looking at like Joey and the stuff, and it says eat, pray, scam. And so now Love I'm going to make her a cross stitch of that because I'm like, that's so cute.
1: <laughs> you can always watch Last Kingdom with me. I'll start it over for you. Mm, what's that about? <laughs> Vikings? Is it going <laughs> to make me sad? Is it going to make you what? Sad. Uh yeah. Well, they couple... kill
0: somebody off that I like. Yes, oh, yes. uh, okay, no. they kill
1: everyone as soon as you decide you like them. But, yes, they're dead. Yeah, no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely not. I was but like, thanks for God.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So, what else been going on? What are you drinking on? Um, I spent my fourth of July indoors. Um, I went and picked up I had like an Ulta order, so I went and picked up some Jaclyn Hill Morphe palettes mm-hmm. that i had ordered. Um otherwise I ain't doing shit. You know. <laughs> right around and get it. Not ride around. Sitting my ass at home and getting it. Um, what am I drinking? Um, I lovingly call this New Orleans water, but basically Ooh. it is um old New Orleans rum. And it really does taste like rum made with New Orleans water. Like, I don't know. I've never had a rum that tasted like this before. And I'm like, so I just call it New Orleans water. So it's usually just a rum with like a splash of Coke.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, like, I don't know. What are you tasting in the rum that
0: tastes different? I can't even tell you. I just know that it (laughs) tastes different from other rums. It's like an amber rum. But
1: And what's the name of it again?
0: Old New Orleans Rum.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. I went to, when I was in New Orleans last fall, I went to a rum tour. And so I got to try the different ones out. And it's really smooth. Like, I could drink it straight if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But, yeah. It's pretty good. It's the oldest rum in the United States thanks to Prohibition.
1: Joanne <laughs> has all of the Prohibition facts. Like... <laughs>
0: And it's like I think it came back in the eighties. So like it really isn't that old. <laughs> oh, it was wow. just prohibitions. I hate nasty and after that they um they taxed the rum companies so much that they all went out of business and so for the longest time. Like that's why like, you know, the Caribbean, oh that's famous for rum. But yeah. So they're the oldest rum in the United States, but they're only so, twenty
1: years. So for a while we just had to import all of our rum? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I went back to work this week.
0: Got some prayers.
1: Um. So we are now like reporting back physically for in office. I put on spanx for the first time since march and my body is angry with me about it (laughs) it was like i was like was i really doing this every day for work it was ridiculous it was ridiculous i tried to so i didn't put on any like powder makeup or foundation on my face Mm -hmm. because i would be wearing a mask but i was like very least i can you know do a lash a light lash, not my normal dramatic lash. Mm-hmm. Girl, I could barely do the lash. I'm like, I, The lash was all on the top of my eye. It was just crazy because <laughs> I have been done it so long. It was no. just crazy. It was crazy, but I found got it together.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wore a real bra Friday because I needed to go fit, get fitted for this dress and I was like, this is weird and itchy and I don't like <laughs> oh. it.
1: <laughs> like, I actually put, the best thing about it I will say this, I enjoyed putting on perfume this morning, because I wear perfume (laughs) every day when I'm going somewhere, but I haven't really gone anywhere of importance, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, like, using my good lotion, (laughs) Mm -hmm. perfume, that sort of thing. I put on, like, a necklace. I don't know when last time I've worn a necklace. Like, real earrings. So, I, you know, (laughs) um, but yeah, it was... (sighs) and it was so hard for me to focus like I really couldn't like today I didn't get much of anything oh well I did do something I I cleaned out my inbox because it was in shambles I mean it was was (laughs) so I did that but other than that it was just
0: super hard to focus I forgot to tell you one more thing I've I've been up to my vacuum cane uh, my wet dry vac so I I vacuumed, and I was like, look at these real-ass stripes on my carpet. And I'm like, all this time. It's just like, you know, you go over once, and it's a real stripe compared to, like, when well, you have a cheap vacuum, you have to go over it, like, a yep. couple times. And I was like, see, opulence. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful.
1: <laughs> um. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you about. So, uh, on the 4th, or, as I called it, the regular ass Saturday. Mm-hmm. I decided to sit outside that night and watch fireworks. I had, um, my cousin brought me a bottle of midsummer salt <laughs>
2: So,
1: I had, um, I called it a midsummer tonic because all I had was that with some, with some, um, tonic water. Mm. And so I sat outside. With my drink to watch fireworks, my neighbors, who are next to me on my left side, they were blasting, like, I mean, it was super loud, louder than normal. This country (laughs) music, right? And so, all of a sudden, I just got so angry with, like, racist, white supremacist people because I really love (laughs) country music and I feel like y'all have taken that from me. (laughs) (laughs) like i was like getting my whole life just singing down and like i'll even text one of my friends i was like i'm so glad that my fence is like tall and nobody can see me (laughs) because i am enjoying myself out here um but speaking of the fireworks listen that i felt like i was in the middle of a war-torn country Okay. <laughs> and those that were so loud that felt like it was a bomb, like I didn't even see anything with that, yeah. you know? Like just noise. What I was watching was what uh another set of neighbors were doing on the other side of me and that wasn't even that loud and that's right there. It yeah. was it, it was just uncalled for. It was uncalled Fuck,
0: for well, so my dog is not scared of fireworks. <laughs> But the other dog that I was keeping is, and so after a while, like, she's usually pretty chill. She kind of does her own thing. But after a while, she's in the bathroom with me, and I'm like, oh, you're trying to hide out <laughs> from, it wasn't even a lot of sound, luckily, because I live in a kind of, I want to say urban, but it's just like a younger people area, and it's not houses, it's mostly apartments. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like much of that going on, but yeah. I was like, Yeah. I forget that, like, you know, fireworks, dogs don't like that.
1: (laughs) And because somebody's dog was going berserk. And I thought, (laughs) poor baby. I mean, he Mm -hmm. was, I mean, I could hear him. He was losing it. Mm. And so, and I live, you know, in a rural area, like, in the country. And so, at one point, when they ran out of fireworks, Folks just start shooting their guns. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going inside because it that really bullet got to land somewhere.
0: <laughs> right. It better that not be just, you. That
1: ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I got so mad at racist white people for taking country music away from me because I love it. And then like <laughs> they started playing like country versions of every patriotic song you could ever think of. And it just once again reminded me that there are so many other songs that fit as an anthem that would be so much more beautiful as an anthem besides that star spangled shit, so it was like, All right, back that ass up, back that ass up, even though that's not what I meant, but yeah, <laughs> oh, <and> in, the, <laughs> in the middle, this is how you know it was white people <laughs> in the middle of their country set. They played "No Diggity." <laughs> what? <laughs> and then they went right back to the country, and I could hear the guy like, I mean, you can hear hear him like trying to sing or rap, whatever you want to say they're doing to that song. It was crazy. It was crazy. But good times by all. <laughs> so <laughs> tonight, um, I'm rolling down the street, making a podcast. On gin and juice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not drink orange juice, so <laughs> I have some gin and tangerine juice, and it is delightful. Mm-hmm. And I put it in my little pineapple glass because that makes me happy. <laughs> 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 so, um, this week we have a review from diva 787 yay and diva 787 says I love each beginning of the show and getting ideas for new drinks and listening to what both of you uh, are talking about for each show enjoyable and have me feeling like I'm kicking it with you girl that's our goal okay (laughs) We we want it to be like we're friends sitting around helping each other fix our shit <laughs> Thank you, Diva787. Um, and I don't know. Are you, Doyen, have you been getting, like, have people been sending you their reviews so you can send them a happy? Nope. Diva787, be sure you send a copy of your review. You can DM us, and Doyen will tell you the places where you can DM us, but make sure we know. So we can send you a token of our appreciation. And guys, don't forget to rate us five stars. Y'all just don't work. And leave us a review. And you can be famous.
0: Podcast famous. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go ahead and move along to our current events. So I want to start off with some tweets that we saw on Twitter, and I'm like, A, this guy has a blue check mark. B, I thought Twitter was supposed to be like saying when somebody is lying on their tweets, but they clearly didn't. So, anyways, <laughs> this guy said Beyonce is not even African American. She's faking this for exposure. Her real name is Anne Marie Lestrassi. She is Italian. This is all a part of the Soros Deep State Agenda for the Black Lives Matter movement. In all caps, Beyonce, you're on notice.
1: Oh, wait. Hashtag. I
0: missed, I missed this. What? 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 I sent it to you on Twitter and I forgot to put it in the show notes. So I'm just reading it to you now. Anyways. <laughs> so he said, hashtag Great Awakening. Hashtag QAnon. Hashtag WWG. One G-W-A, hashtag Trump 2020.
1: Wait, um, he okay, said, but I'm perplexed. Is he saying Beyonce is not
0: black? Yeah, he said she's an <laughs> Italian, part of the deep state agenda for Black Lives Matter. movement. Anyways, he said, yeah. you all do know that Beyonce's song formation was a secret coded message to the globalists, globalists I certainly hope. The song clearly admitted that she was demonic and that she worshiped in the Satanist churches located in Alabama and Louisiana. She keeps Satanist symbols in her bag. Hot sauce. Hot sauce? <laughs> Hot sauce? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> In Satanist formation song, Beyoncé shouts out of Black Bill Gates in the making. Consequently, in 2020, we see Black Lives Matter terrorizing the country at the same time as Bill Gates pushing a COVID vaccination. She was getting the ladies' information four years ago. Why? Looking more into Beyoncé's coded globalist messages, who is Becky with the good hair, who she encourages people to call while apologizing, a Soros operative. Interesting. All goes through London. He searched somebody named Becky Hodge in the Open Society Foundations. I didn't even click the link. Um, <laughs> and then, lastly, he uh, is actually really a screenshot. Lastly, he says, "Patty Labelle is another Illuminati global what? puppet." <laughs> 1991. I'm under your spell. I don't want to break free. You can make a slave out of me. I worship you and nobody else. I pledge my love oh my to you forever. God. Who is she oh professing god. this to? Moloch? Lucifer? Who? And he posts Michael McDonald. Patty LaBelle. And then Patty LaBelle with Obama and with Trump. And yeah. <laughs> I mean not not with Trump with Clinton, sorry. Oh my god. And another god. picture of Clinton. It is like, what? <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna have to find that and report those tweets because yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: He says, What does deep state operative Patti LaBelle know about the secret plan to reinstall Barack Obama's POTUS? Watch this video. Be sure to share it worldwide. What does she know? <laughs> Seems like that. Seems more than an innocent slip of the tongue. So he just keeps going on. and Shit, we're, we're I, hope she, like, I hope
1: she does have <laughs> a plan to ring. I hope there is a plan. Like, the fuck. Right. Yeah, and, oh my. And who is this person again? Um, Why does
0: he have
1: a blue check? What does he do?
0: It says K.W. Miller is a constitutional conservative running for Congress in Florida's 18th okay. congressional okay. district. They don't even put his name. It just said KW. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, he, it was a whole hot fucking mess. And <laughs> it was so messy that, like, I think Becca sent it to it. Well, Becca tweeted it yesterday. And um by, like, noon, it had gotten to Facebook. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh you know, Facebook God. usually has a two-day lag. But it was, like, the yeah. bullshit was so... And somebody like tagged me in a post about it. And all I said was birds ain't real.
1: <laughs> like what are you, oh. how bored are you that you just this is just ridiculous. And the crazy part is they are definitely gonna be people who are gonna believe every word of this. Every mm-hmm. word.
0: Yeah, you know how they felt how the whites felt after formation already. So you knew right. they'd be upset. The sisters oh, would be God. upset. So, next up, um, speaking of other dumbass people, which I kind of wish that I would have came up with this idea. So, it's like a face mask exempt card that people are trying to sell and they're like, um, you have the card that says that you're like exempt and it is supposed to be supported by the uh, Freedom to Breathe Agency. <laughs> and so, the U.S. Department of Justice had to be like, um sis like that doesn't exist because y'all <laughs> none of y'all government. all of y'all skipped american <laughs> government class every single one of y'all
1: the freedom to breathe Agency. i just yes. people just stop just stop i mean yeah. honestly everyone should wear a mask when they're out but if you don't want to just don't i mean i don't know what else to say yeah i don't know what else to say yeah yeah and if you can't you know a lot of establishments are requiring people to wear a mask inside Mm -hmm. well hell you also have to wear a shirt and shoes like if you it's just i'm tired i'm just tired i'm tired (laughs) i'm tired i'm tired tired. of like arguing i'm just tired
0: i'm tired <laughs> so we're gonna brighten y'all up for, because it's just weird because they are politicizing face masks, and they it's like it, there's nothing. It does not hurt you. There is no evidence that wearing a face mask is bad for you at all. <laughs> but you know, y'all don't read science or actual books. Y'all just copy the the tropes of others. Anyways, I so,
1: listen. I got yeah. into I get into a disagreement with granny about something the other day what was it oh because she so we we were buying her a new chair which this was for mother's day but like she doesn't we want her to go to pick out her new recliner but she is uncomfortable going to the furniture store which is fine i get it Mm -hmm. we'll wait whatever but she wants to go to the grocery store and i was like that doesn't make sense And there's more people. (laughs) Well, exactly. (laughs) And she was like, "It doesn't make sense to you." And I was like, "Well, it doesn't make sense to science." And then she goes, "Well, we didn't have science when I was in school." And I was like, (laughs) "Why are you lying?" (laughs) First of all, my granny was a teacher. Okay, for 32 years. No, no, 42 years. For 42 years, she was a teacher. Ma'am, stop it. and and she couldn't even say it without laughing like as soon as she said it she busted out laughing and she knew that was crazy but i feel like that's how these people are acting like they just don't know the concept of science
0: yeah i mean like i to me there are some places that i'm more comfortable going to than others and it's just really it's just how our brains work Right, broken, but, yeah, but yeah, so <laughs> she just wants like, to pick man. up her own pr- produce, <laughs> <She> <laughs> make really sure does. you get the right tomato. That's all because she does um, fuss
1: every time I bring in the groceries. Like, why you got this kind Why you got this? Why this, <laughs> why this cabbage look like the listen, lady? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, on the bright side, Mary J. Bright Blige is in invili- unveiling <laughs> listen Come on. Chris made me wait and so I've been drinking <laughs> uh, Mary J. Blige unveiled her new Sun Goddess Wines collection um, she is partnering with Fantanelle Winery and it's gonna be Italian Pinot Grigio Romato which is a rosé and Sauvignon Blanc and I am so excited about this so very excited cause there's gonna be no more drama in my life
1: in the words of phaedra Parks, everybody knows
0: that i love J. god okay
1: (laughs) i cannot wait to purchase this wine just so that and i don't really i'm not a huge fan of rose and i really don't like white wines too much period but i'm gonna drink them all day every day so that I can feel like I am participating in a Mary J. Blige
0: experience. Yes. And in I will fact, listen to going I'm to... Going
1: Down while I'm drinking.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. Um, we're gonna do it on the podcast so we don't just end up on the floor crying. Um, <laughs> and then she hit her cute little picture looking like an auntie. <laughs> right. right. I loved it. Um, I I think she accepts us calling her an auntie, though. I
1: think she does, too. And that's why I was like, this is the auntie, like,
0: regulators. (laughs)
2: Well,
0: I I think we're safe here. (laughs) Okay, so this other one, I feel like it kind of, like, released, like, late in the night when I was on Twitter, when I was supposed to be sleep. And then, of course, it carried on, like, days after that. So, I guess I'll which tell me what's happening with his hair <laughs> <laughs> why anyways he confirmed a relationship with jada pickett Smith, uh and said that will smith gave his blessing and of course all of twitter is giving all of their think pieces about their relationship and yeah so there was like a song that
2: he featured
0: Love interest is named but that's Jada's middle name. (laughs) And, yeah, so, I don't know, because I guess he felt like people were kind of coming at him for, like, not being true. He finally came out about it, and it does sound... To me, I'm like, he's very young, and so, like, I, I just from watching movies of her, I already know Jada is intense. Like, she gives you, like, so much sexual energy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm like, I don't think his young ass could have <laughs> handled that. And so, and then, yeah, so now Jada is like, well, I'm gonna have a Red Talk table myself. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Okay. <laughs> and, like, I'm always saying I'm going to,
1: and I do watch some of the Red Table talks, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't watch them, like, um consistently, but I am mm-hmm. definitely going to watch this one because I'm nosy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, so I had to, like, really... For me, the age difference thing is really not that big of a deal to me, but I also had to be honest and say if the roles were reversed and it was a girl that much younger then I would kind of be like, "Uh, oh, you know, yeah. that feels predatory. Um, but the main thing to me was just the power dynamic difference because mm-hmm. August has been through a lot and he, I mean, I don't want to well, I don't want to use it. I'm just going to use his own words and just things we know that he's told us. Like, we know that he's, you know, had a couple of suicide attempts we know that he struggled with addiction and depression and it just seems like that power dynamic it just it doesn't feel right you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I don't know but I love Jada and I love August and um you know hopefully we can get to the bottom of it he he posted this long ass um post on Instagram which I didn't really read it all, but I kind of, you know, shuffled through it. But basically, he said that, because I guess people were, you know, trying to call him a, a chatty Kathy or whatever. But he basically was like, I actually gave everybody a heads up that this was about to happen. So I didn't just, you know, feel the baby. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was involved got a phone call. And then yeah. that made sense to me with Jada responding so quickly about the red table thought because she had time you know to process and prepare and say Mm. okay you know then this is the next move we have to make
0: yeah and I told somebody like the night that it happened I was like people are always worried about what Jada and Will are doing in their relationship with their children and I was like at the end of the day if Jada wanted to fuck I would gladly
1: (laughs) I mean that's what I was because that's what I was saying too I was telling someone, I was like, people don't really care about August. It's just that people have always been so into what Will and Jada are doing. That's their damn business. I really don't care about, you know, I want to know things because I'm nosy. But I also Mm -hmm. want you to tell me. I want you to want to tell me. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to put a bunch of puzzle pieces together and figure shit out. If that's their business, if they don't wanna tell people, don't tell people. That's fine. Like yep. I said, my main issue was and that it's not even an issue, but it just feels weird just knowing the things that he's gone through. Yeah. Right. And At and knowing time. that and knowing that she has referred to him as a son. Like oh, yeah, we've heard it. her with our <laughs> ears say that. Yeah. So it's like that's that's where it just feels kind of like, uh, yeah. But yeah, girl, that's but yeah. go ahead. I'm ready to see this red table talk. And I, you know what I really want to see? I want to see if Will is going to be at the red table.
0: Um, i just like, I've wanted to smash Jada since Magic Mike XXL. So I'm like, oh <laughs> pick me, <laughs> abuse me. <laughs> Another whole other story. Anyways, to <laughs> move along. Um, so apparently Tristan Thompson and Chloe Kardashian are back, <laughs> and the, yeah. the title said are officially back, blissfully booed, boo booed up in full. <laughs> and I was like, so y'all just really dragged Jordan for what?
1: For <laughs> what? And that's honestly was my reaction as well because I do not care about Tristan and Chloe. It was yeah. literally a slow news week, and I needed another <laughs> topic. Like I don't care about them, but that's what I thought. And, like you really did this to Jordan. Like she really, I I really can't still haven't gotten over how Chloe acted towards Jordan. Mm-hmm. This young girl who is out here living life, who naturally looks the way you trying to look. And when you have done even worse to your friends when it comes to guys,
0: like, girl, if you don't, sit down and shut up. But I'm looking at these birthday pictures, and why not think so you can get masks made with my picture on it? (laughs) I didn't see... What? I stand. This is what I aspire to. She had, like... Hand sanitizer sprays with her face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And then the mask, and I'm like, "Oh my God, I want to redo my birthday." (laughs) I mean, oh no, it's July. I was about to say
1: it's still June.
0: (laughs) It's still cancer season. I'm just (sighs) accepting. So now you're gonna claim the whole season? (laughs) Really, the whole chimek? Because I was supposed to be a Gemini. But I was born as a cancer. And then Leo's just need to be knocked down a couple of pegs. So I'm just gonna take all three yeah, of yeah, <laughs> all three of the signs and celebrate. Anyways. Oh, yeah, so. oh, Dorian,
1: how was your Hamilton viewing experience from your home? I mean, you've seen the play live and oh, in action, but how did you enjoy God. it?
0: I did not shut up the whole time. Like, I, I was know Seeing and rapping, the whole thing. And the thing about it is, like, I saw Hamilton from, like, the cheap seats. Well, they weren't cheap. They are expensive. But, so, seeing Hamilton, like, up close and personal. And yeah. then, like, usually, you know me, I, like, listen to Act 1, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, so that's I what listened. I pretty
1: much do, too.
0: Yeah, so I watched all of it, and then my feelings are hurt. <laughs> and I love Angelica, Black Angelica. <laughs> So um. Much. So. And like David, like you know, I'm a David sexual. Oh what? <laughs> I'm a Davider sexual.
1: <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I as soon as he as soon as he stepped on stage, I immediately Googled to see if he has a girlfriend, and I mm. think his girlfriend was in the play. Mm. The girl that I saw in the pictures kind of looks like. One of the girls, one of the background girls. With. Anyway.
0: Um no. <laughs> I I had a dream and he's he's my man and oh, so okay. just
1: gonna
0: <laughs> go speak that out into the atmosphere.
1: Well, I had never seen the play before, but doing had told me, like, well, if you listen to the soundtrack, I mean that's the play. I yeah, did there's not like know, one twist. I did not know that like literally, that's the play. Like, I yeah. thought that there was some dialogue in between, because most musicals, nope. in just yeah. straight songs, there is some, yeah. you know, no. <laughs> so, that yeah, was nice. That was there nice was to feel like I literally twist. knew, you know, um, all the words. Uh, I cried at the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so overwhelmed with how, like, intricate everything was just that whole concept of someone having a someone having an idea and then they put it together and bring it to life and that's someone not being a person who was like born with all of the privileges in the world and so I just got so overwhelmed I cried a gazillion times. And then, I was either grinning yeah. or crying through the whole
0: thing. <laughs> yeah, Chris was like, "We should take shots every time I cry," and I'm like, "I like my liver. Um, I yeah. like to keep it."
1: <laughs> I was like, "I was like, next time I'm gonna have y'all take shots every time I cry." <laughs> Absolutely not. And Zoe was like, "I got shit to do," and I was like, right. "I'm glad you already know me."
0: <laughs> right. But yeah, it was beautiful. I enjoyed it. Was it. And I it was didn't just think I
1: would cry see, so like,
0: hard though
1: like no, like I didn't know that these people died <laughs> like <Right. and> when, <laughs> when, when Alex you saw Leonard, I tweeted
0: I was like y'all better not give me those no spoilers don't talk about how Alexander died in a duel <laughs> right.
1: when he died like I was like why am I so torn up I know what's gonna right. happen
0: <laughs> it's not even him dying him dying is okay it's when Eliza comes back at the end and like especially when yes. she's like, let me tell you what um, I'm prou- you're proudest of yes. the orphanage and I'm like ah.
1: yes yes <laughs> it was it was that whole montage cause yeah. I mean oh god it's just we'll, I just, we'll have to do I just want somebody
0: um, to tell my story <laughs> I know right
2: <laughs> who's gonna tell my story right. yeah. okay okay anywho,
0: anywho. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, but also, on a high note, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I really need to start back journaling so that people can tell my story when I'm gone.
0: Because <laughs> I told you, you before, write like, like... You are running out of time. <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> why do I'ma write like it's going out of style, too? Cause, you know, I said before on the show, that was like a huge part of why I journal, is so that yeah. when I'm gone, my nieces can go back and read my life. <laughs> so... I need to start back, like, being deliberate in my, like, not just yeah. journaling when something's bothering me, but telling
0: my daily story so people are not Burn <laughs> that shit with me, <laughs> 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 Well, I want to, like, journal like uh, Michelle Obama, where I'm just introspective when I'm, like, working on things. And then that, mm. I feel like, is speakable. But, like, not when I'm like, this nigga done made me mad. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you the shit that he just done. <laughs> I don't want I that. I
1: got up this morning couldn't find my panties. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> Where the fuck is my Apple TV remote again? <laughs> okay, Nobody that, needs look, that, that one is real. <laughs> right, it's so real. So, um, this next article. The U.S. Navy warns the staff Not to buy LSD on the dark web. Apparently, uh, with the whole coronavirus thing, the dark web has been lit with buying drugs. (laughs)
2: Literally.
0: Yeah. And so they specifically are like, do not buy LSD on the dark web.
1: (laughs) I didn't. So. (laughs) I find it weird. Like, why LSD? Like, they named a few other drugs that, you know. But yeah. Why? I, just... I think they're
0: bored in Japan. <laughs> like I, I mean... I have a line sister that's, like, in Japan, yes. in the Navy, and they ain't doing shit, so... <laughs> I mean, I can Maybe see weed, just bored.
1: you know, but, like, if, which I've never... LSD is one of the drugs that I've actually never tried. Um, mm-hmm. But isn't it, like, a hallucinogen?
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know, LSD, I feel like it's more common than you think nowadays. Back and cocaine. Um, everything's common.
1: <laughs> yeah, became, but like, when I left, yeah. like, when I left high school, that's when I really learned, when I left high school is when I learned that people, like, just casually smoke crack. I'm like, what? Like, what? I, <laughs> yes, people, like, casually smoke crack. Like, uh...
0: No. <laughs> I thought if you smoke crack, you immediately become a crackhead and you uh-uh. <laughs> strung out. <laughs> uh-uh, girl. People be uh, like, I mean, i Joe sure. Biden's son smoked crack, so maybe well, well, he's got a lot of drug issues, so. <laughs> I did it's not that. No, we we discussed
1: oh, one time we. when
0: he was smoking crack in the strip club on this podcast.
1: Oh! That was his son. Yeah. Was that the same story with that, that boat that had all the drugs on it. That's it a, no, like a, that a different story. Oh, uh, we yeah. talk about drugs a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do a lot. On this uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, so yeah,
1: I just thought that was weird. And then they were like, and we're gonna offer up a war a reward for your peers to tell on you. Snitches get stitches. Oh,
0: damn. Damn. <laughs> How are you building the morale of the Navy when you're paying people to snitch on each other? That's not right. good workplace culture. <laughs> workplace culture that is not good workplace
1: culture.
2: Like mm-mm.
1: I'm gonna trust you with my life, but you finna go tell I had a little right. ecstasy you know Uh, like me in
0: the trenches of the subway how am I trusting Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) anyways um funny enough when it comes to LSD I read this book called Nine Perfect Strangers by uh, Leanne Moriarty who is the writer of Pretty Little Liars okay and it basically was like um a retreat for you know rich people and stuff like that, but low key she was like microdosing them on LSD. <laughs> oh wow. And then they found out and were pissed. <laughs> oh wow! It was actually really good. Like she's a really good like character play. Like she builds her characters really well, but then sometimes I'm like, you're building your characters and the storyline is going nowhere. But
1: <laughs> what was that book we read where they were microdosing that girl make- and then making her think she was going crazy? They were putting it in her water. You remember what I'm talking about? Um, The author was black, but the characters were all white, and it made me mad. Yeah, I know what she yeah. ain't talking about. Yeah, it it's like it was a... Called. um, a, um, What do you call it? A psychological thriller? And it yeah. really upset me that like the characters and the whole backdrop was were white, because we don't really... That's a genre that I love, but we don't really see ourselves in that genre that often. And here there's yeah. a black author in like all of her books. Because I Googled that shit after I noticed mm. it. But the book was really good. I mean, aside from. Yeah. Aside from, you know, that part, it was good. But yeah. See, now you've got me paranoid about like <laughs> someone handing me a bottle of water at work.
0: <laughs> well, it was like a, they were having smoothies. But I also think about like. The problem with like writing psychological thrillers is a lot of pe- time people have means and we don't on average have the means that they have to like disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So right, I am still thinking through my book and I'm still like, how is she going to have the means to disappear as a black person? <laughs> she is fiction. You can make
1: it happen. <laughs> right. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm
0: also waiting to actually write it. Anyways, um, so, in in Real Housewives of Elena news, um, I love us for real. (laughs) Um, at first when you posted this, I thought you were calling Monique's husband a Real Housewife of Elena. (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, so Monique can her- <laughs>
1: I mean, he is a little chatty, Kathy.
0: I mean, he's the housewife. She she has to work, and yep. he's gonna be getting like mimosas and shit with Nene and them. <laughs> Greg might show up too because he's a housewife too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I um have not watched. I truthfully can say I I tried to watch I think a season or two after Pedro left, but I'm really bored by like Married Portia and Married, um, what's the one with the messed up face skin? Kenya, <laughs> Kenya, <laughs>
1: yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. actually watched a season, um, in a very long time. I've just been um watching the reunion I, I I found that I really enjoy doing that with shows mm-hmm. I've been doing that with the love and hip hop I haven't watched, I can't tell you the last time I watched the season of that I just watched mm-hmm. the reunion and you get all the laughs and kikis you need right there with all of without all of the lulls and boring yeah. parts
0: so they're trying to use Monique to replace Nene and I'm just like Nene is annoying but we need Nene Nini, Nene, <laughs> Nene asked so
1: apparently they didn't offer her a contract. And do you know she like tweeted about it and then she was like, Black Lives Matter and I was like, Girl. Girl. Don't stop. <laughs> I mean and she and it was the second time she did it. She did something similar to that, um, mm-hmm. because of something that Andy said. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't anything out the way. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. And then the timeline, like Twitter, Black Twitter, drug her ass so that she took that tweet down, and then mm-hmm. turned around and did something similar like in the next couple of days. Girl,
0: <sighs> my faves are so problematic on that damn show. I'm sick of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, but I really want. I think. I think the people want Phaedra to come back. Like. I want her to come back. I think the people
0: want Phaedra back. Yeah. So I mean, it's not her fault. She's a Scorpio, and you know how Scorpios be. (laughs) No, it's her (laughs) fault. I'm not. I'm not going (laughs) to absolve her of that because she was lying. But
1: in a way, like I get the seriousness of her lie. Yeah. But also, I and I mean, don't drag me for this, y'all. But I also feel like they kind of made a big deal out of it when it. May I not be that big of a I mean
0: I would just say that Scorpios do what they want and they never think about the just dis- how it affects others. And that's why I'm like it's a Scorpio. Like ever since i ever found out she's a Scorpio, I was like, Oh that makes sense. I but, think
1: she's on Marriage Boot Camp, which I don't watch that, but um I think I heard somebody to who? say well, didn't some people don't be married. <laughs>
0: Is it like a boot camp to get
1: married?
0: No. It's like, so. (laughs) Why is the word marriage in this?
1: (laughs) Because, because the, like, like housewives. Hell, because like none of them housewives. Because the premises is, it's supposed to be a married couple who's going through something. And they go to this boot camp where they're a therapist and they do things to build and repair their relationship. And it started out as like regular people, and then every now and again they'll do a celebrity edition.
0: So, so what relationship are they repairing for Phaedra?
1: Some man, I don't know. It's a, that I, some man.
0: Dude, I'm done with you. Girl, back. No, I um. mean I don't know.
1: I, no, I mean I don't know the guy. Like whoever it is I, that she's talking to, it's not. It's not Apollo. It's whatever guy she's talking to now. People go on there all the time and they don't be married at all. Like, Soldier Boy went on there with his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes, I mean, sometimes the couples are married, but you ain't gotta be married. Quiet as a kept you ain't gotta be a real couple. Because, like, some of them have spilled the tea about how, like, it's a nice bag. I think this is on Wii, if I'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken, and they pay pretty well. And so...
0: You know,
1: uh, oh, Little Fizz was on right. there. My dog was snoring,
0: so I was like trying to wake her up. <laughs> no, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> not not doing but this But Lil today.
1: Fizz was on there and he took this girl that- They he was have
0: gonna, issues.
1: He took this girl that he was cool with. This ain't his, this wasn't his baby mama. This wasn't, he, he really wasn't even in a relationship with the girl. They just faked it for TV. And He was like, "Yo, let's go get this bag," and she was like, "Cool."
0: I would fake <laughs> it for TV with Lil' Fist. but lastly, <laughs> you made me like, you know, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: okay, 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 Anywho, I lastly, just think it be funny as hell if Monique is like a housewife because I just can't see yeah. her. I can't see her getting into their antics.
0: Yeah, I get along with all of them. I feel like Marco gonna show back up and be beefy with Monique. Marlo (laughs) gonna show up and be beefy with Monique. Like who are you? Like I see Monique. She'll try to be like
1: above it all. She'll try to be like the mother and the oh, make it make sense, baby. And you know, and then though they'll push her to the point, then she'll pop. You Mm -hmm. know, but all the back and forth, like I don't really see her like that.
0: Yeah. Like what? Like Rudy. Keisha Knight what, Pulliam.
1: What did she do? She was on the House housewife?
0: Yeah. And they pushed her off the edge. Like, because she really was there to, like, just be chill and cool. And they're messy. And they pushed her off the edge.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Things have not been right since Fajor left. <laughs> Bring Fajor back. <sighs> Anyways, okay. So lastly, we're going to talk about our good old friend Florida man. Uh, so Florida man was charged after pushing elderly man off elevator to practice social distancing. I really feel like he did it for the elderly man because you know it's like harder. You know, they could like. <laughs> I mean, like they are more like at risk. So right. no, you don't want him on your elevator cause first you of all, both of them were elderly. <laughs>
1: One of them, which is more elderly. <laughs> but Listen. that guy was like, the rule clearly states two people. That's it. Right. That's it.
2: Right.
0: Um. Yeah, so if once again, watch, we're not you mad at video? Florida, man. But...
1: Girl, no. <laughs> he really pushed the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was, well, you know, like honest, at that he age, didn't
1: push him. He really didn't push him that hard, but he's just an older man, so he just, you yeah. know, fell back.
0: You know, like at that age, they, um, they like break their hips, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those little uh breadsticks off of um, <laughs> Olive Garden.
1: Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but and he was trying to get on with his wife. So then it was going to yeah. be four people. And my guy That's was many like, many no. It's, like two. It. it's a two. That's right. it. That's
2: <laughs> it. One,
1: two. <laughs> so yeah. Not all yeah. heroes were cases.
0: It was true. Right? He was just trying to follow rules. And y'all always think y'all are the exception to the rules. And he mm-hmm. just let y'all know that this ain't it. This ain't You're that. Go learn the <laughs> thing. Okay, so we're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right.
1: And we are back, and it is now time for our Someone Something. So, this week for our Someone Something, I wanted to talk a little bit about some mental health resources that are for and by people of color. And Roxy has joined us, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've actually covered this before on the show, but you know what? It's time to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the United States has witnessed an uprising against racism and racist police brutality, unseen since the aftermath of the 1968 assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. While many white Americans are only now waking up to the realities of police brutality against black communities, racism has always undergirded American life and people of color have always known and borne this burden. From police brutality to health inequality particularly visible during this coronavirus pandemic and racist microaggressions, people of color's lived experiences of racism take a severe mental health toll. Racism Mm -hmm. is a form of trauma. Experiences of brutality, harassment, and stigma can lead to PTSD symptoms. So, too, can repeated exposure to videos of racist police brutality on social media. Oh my god, <laughs> yes it can. As a result of this profound stress, black Americans are 20% more likely than white Americans to live with mental illness. At the same time, the conventional mental health establishment has systematically failed communities of color. Black communities in particular have been historically have been historical targets of medical abuse. And their pain is frequently not taken seriously by medical practitioners. I saw a. They posted this, like, m- actual medical book, like what med students have, that talked mm-hmm. about, like, different races and how they perceive pain. And it was mm-hmm. wild. And I was like, I can't believe this is a real thing. Like, it was. It said, like, a lot of times, like, black people. Um, exaggerate their pain and it said that like we like to rely on prayer and it, it was wild it was yeah. wild at the same yeah. time the conventional mental health establishment has systematically failed communities of color black communities in particular oh wait I just read that part Ooh. today dozens of black and people of color Led grassroots organizations, clinics, and collectives provide therapeutic resources for communities that experience racist oppression. Here's a list of some of these groups as a starting point. These resources include both conventional talk therapy, often at subsidized rates and available remotely during this uh, coronavirus pandemic, as well as self-care resources
0: and healing practices. Yeah. I was gonna say that I think if we weren't such a resilient race, the issues <laughs> like I think the thing about it is like despite everything we still rise. Like despite everything we're still strong as hell compared to like the the everyday trauma we experience as being black people. So I just wanted to say that. I was just a little tidbit (laughs) yeah i i don't think we should it doesn't mean we deserve the trauma but it is amazing to see that no matter what we do excel despite all the bullshit that's happening to us
1: yeah so the first one we have is melanin and mental health melanin and mental health is a network that connects black and latinx people to mental health resources Our next one is Therapy for Black Girls. I know we've talked about this one on the show before. Mm. Um, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford founded Therapy for Black Girls as a blog in 2014 in order to start often neglected conversations about black girls and women's mental health. Since then, the site has grown to include a database of culturally competent therapists, a podcast, and the Yellow Couch Collective, which is a membership-based virtual community that offers community connection and resources supporting mental thriving for black women. Next, we have the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. We've also spoken about this one. This was one of our very Mm -hmm. first Someone Something. Um, The foundation was founded by Taraji P. Henson in honor of her father. The foundation works to increase mental health care access and decrease mental health stigma in black communities and it also offers a directory of culturally sensitive black centered healing and therapy resources next we have i hope i'm pronouncing this right sister afia sister afia is a chicago-based community mental wellness group that provides sliding scale therapy support groups mental wellness education and healing events for and by black women. Next, we have the Black Emotional and Mental Health Collective. This is a group of advocates, yoga teachers, artists, therapists, lawyers, religious leaders, teachers, psychologists, and activists dedicated to, in their words, a world where there are no barriers to black healing. Amen. Mm, this group mm, includes man. a directory of black therapists certified in providing telemental health services, a series of video discussions <laughs> My iPad heard me say series, sorry y'all. <laughs> a series <laughs> of video discussions on black healing, event series on men's and trans wellness and toolkits for self care. Our next one is the National Queer and Trans Therapists of Color Network. Centered around the experience of queer and trans people of color, the network seeks to address the particularly traumatic burden experienced by queer and trans communities of color by reimagining conventional mental health systems. While much of the group's resources are oriented towards therapists, they also include a directory of queer and trans therapists of color therapists who provide culturally competent care. Next, we have the Loveland Therapy Fund. The Loveland Therapy Fund is a nonprofit organization helping to defray the cost of therapy for black women and girls. Next, last but not least, Rest for Resistance. Rest for Resistance is a webzine which all this time I've been pronouncing Webazine, but I guess it's just web mm. a, <laughs> a web-based magazine. Um, and a support group that centers mental health, healing, and self-care for marginalized people, and especially for queer and trans people of color. The zine also provides paid opportunities for marginalized people to express themselves in writing and art. So as always, this article will be in the show notes and for each um initiative that i listed the article goes into more detail about what they provide the article is full of hyperlinks so it'll take you straight to these places
0: i urge everyone to check it out
1: you have anything to close with
0: no um yeah i will definitely put it in the show notes and i just want y'all to check it out um I know a lot of people always talk about how mental health and therapy is paramount and I know it's not easy to afford but um a lot of times there are some options out there to help you afford it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot
1: of these mentioned that they operate on a sliding scale and yeah. uh sometimes they will, you know, work with you as far like sometimes they do require like proof of income or whatever but they'll work with you um, maybe like on a payment plan or what the rate is. It's just worth checking mm. out for sure. Yeah. So now we're going to go on to this week's Poor Life Decision.
0: All right, guys. Poor Life Decision.
1: Oh, you need to record. Okay, so is going to record an <laughs> intro song for our Poor Life Decision. <laughs> <segment>. <laughs> So this week we're going to talk my about New
0: Orleans water for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this week we're going to talk about gaslighting. So the author, well, I thought I wrote her name at the top, so I wouldn't have to scroll all the way to the bottom to find it. Sheila Warren. Sure. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, Sheila Warren. The author, Sheila Warren, is a marriage and couples counselor slash therapist, and she Mm -hmm. starts off the article talking about a situation that she was in with a guy who was gaslighting her, and she talks about, like, um, he was just, like, a master, she calls him a master gaslighter, and, like, Mm -hmm. several times throughout the article, she identifies him as Sir Gaslighter. (laughs) it shouldn't be funny but it is um and she just talks about how you know she dealt with him for many years and it wasn't until she stepped back and looked at the relationship from more of an outside looking in perspective that she was able to see just how emotionally abusive and manipulative he was and you know that's Mm -hmm. the trip about gaslighting it can mess with your mind your heart your spirit so subtly yet destructively, that it will literally have you out here wondering if you are the crazy one. Now, I will mm-hmm. say that this article is kind of centered around romantic relationships, but I, I see each one of these characteristics, or I have seen each one of these characteristics in all different types of relationships that I've had, be it romantic, mm-hmm. be it friends, be it family, parents, sibling, you know, whatever. So I think that we can apply these things to any relationship we have with
0: people. So we about to have this red table talk with ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell y'all now.
1: (laughs) So she gives us a rundown of six signs that you are dealing with a gaslighter. Okay, so gaslight sign number one. He doesn't take responsibility for his Mm, mm, actions. That's
2: probably
1: the main one. A (laughs) gaslighter is a master deflector. No matter what promise they've made and broken, no matter what they've done that is straight up wrong, no matter what words they've said that hurt you to the core, if you confront them about it, they will A, act like they didn't know what you're talking about, B, try to make you feel like you're exaggerating or that you're being childish or petty, or, and or, C, find some kind of excuse to make you feel guilty for bringing the issues up in the first place. What all of this basically boils down to is they refuse to take responsibility for their own actions. The main mm. problem with this is anyone who doesn't want to be held accountable in life is someone who is not only not emotionally mature enough for a real relationship, but they're also someone Will probably hurt you over and over again. Julian, have you experienced like this particular one with anyone? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Let's carry on.
1: Okay. Gaslight side number two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now this one. mm, I got firsthand experience with this one. He makes his problems your fault or your burden. Something that a lot of gaslighters and narcissists have in common is childhood trauma and abuse, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, sexual, or even spiritual. When we don't heal from those wounds, we come up with cryptic and distorted ways to cope with our problems and issues. One way of doing that is to always make things someone else's fault. (laughs) Y'all. Mm. so the author (laughs) gives this example of how like she was with this guy and he had apparently been in a whole other relationship with someone else like for years and like not just messing around like he was in a bona fide relationship with both of these women and it just so happened that they all ended up in uh, the same parking lot he put Mm. the author out of the car and left her just left her standing there just pulled off and and (laughs) i am not fucking talking to you oh my god why is she being so sensitive today anyway so he put her out of the car and like drove off and just left her and the other woman standing there looking at each other and when she confronted him about it because of course while they're standing there the other woman feels her in about this whole relationship she's had with this man when Mm -hmm. she feels him in about it he turns around and puts it on her and was like, first of all, it's your fault for asking her for the information.
0: <laughs> Nigga. Because
1: that's what they do. And then he was like, and it's your fault that you found out that I was sleeping with her. <laughs> and then she said that, you know, he never apologized. He never, he, he never even tried to, like, give an excuse. He just kept going on and on, coming at her about how she has now inconvenienced him. Y'all, I I had a situation that was eerily similar to that. Like, seriously. Like, this nigga yeah. really did tell me that it was my fault. And I'm, and I'm sitting there trying to do the math, because the math ain't mathing, And I'm like,
2: right.
1: I was it my... I mean, thankfully, at that point in my life, I was in a very good space. So, I mean, it didn't faze me. I knew that that was my sign to bounce.
0: But Mm -hmm. they're just trying it. Well, like, similarly to this situation, I've been in relationships where, like, I bring up an issue, and they take that as an opportunity to bring up another issue that they have with me, and I'm like, (laughs) are you trying to deflect from the fact that I have this problem with you? Right. By bringing in whatever problem you have with me and so that is it doesn't seem as intense as that but it is a a sign that you need to look out for and address
1: and i've definitely experienced this with friends as well but it wasn't as (laughs) my friend situation was kind of more like what you just described versus the Mm -hmm. romantic situation was This nigga literally blamed me for him cheating. Right. (laughs) Like,
2: what? (laughs) You know? So.
1: (laughs) Gaslight side number three. You're always justifying his toxic behavior. He hits me because he loves me. That is oftentimes (laughs) the mentality of someone who is in an abusive relationship. Well, make no mistake about it. I'm
0: sorry. I was gonna say, I'm sorry this is not funny, but I think about old girl, um, baby boy. <laughs> then it's like, she's like patting her, her braids. It's like, he hits me because he loves me. And then she starts having sex while uh, Yvette is on the phone <laughs> with her. So I'm not being insensitive. I was just laughing at that. Anyways, <laughs> carry on.
1: <laughs> Make no mistake about it, being involved with a gaslighter is definitely about being caught up in an abusive situation. He is unfaithful, yet somehow you think it's because you're not cute enough, or you didn't please him enough. He does something wrong, and you're the one who ends up apologizing. Then, when your loved ones confront you about it, you immediately get all sensitive and come up with his defense. Like, as insane as it seems, you actually find a way to try and justify why you are overextending yourself to the point of almost breaking um, I really haven't experienced that. Like, I really, I'm the type of person, like, if, um, so I guess I'm just going to tell on myself now. So, like, say I'm with a guy, and he is just really dogging me, and and like, approaches me and like, girl, why you, girl, I've been knowing you, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Doyen is like, girl, why are you putting up with this? I'm the type that I'll be like, oh, girl, I don't really like him like that no way. I'm doing my own thing. He's doing his own thing. Like, that's the kind of person, whereas on the inside, I'm dying. So, like, I try to Mm -hmm. brush it off, but I've never come to this defense. I mean, I don't think one is any better than the other. You should still just say, girl, I don't know. Help me leave this nigga. Mm -hmm. Or "or Mm -hmm. help me break away from this friendship or this relationship, whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Um, I was not with you since you was 10. (laughs) You cannot hide from your friends, girl. <laughs> <Don't> you <know. laughs> I love that song. And
1: apparently Beyonce's Italian. Let me stop, cause I, y'all know I did not believe it at all.
0: Okay. Somebody said her original album name was gonna be Limoncello. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> oh, God.
1: And that makes me think of Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gaslight sign number four. You never fully know where you're Now, girls, I hope y'all are sitting down. Because this one hurt me. It hurt me to my heart.
0: <laughs> she said, This one really pisses me off to no this end.
1: <laughs> one, it, it, I mean, because this one. <laughs> I feel like at some point we've all been through this one. Mm. So it can't be said enough that the root word for a relationship is relate. To relate is to bring into or establish association, connection, or relation. There's absolutely no way you can relate without having some open and honest communication with the person you are seeing. It is a huge sign of insecurity. If you need to ask your significant other what are we doing every other week, <laughs> or you know what I what I like to say, well, what are we <laughs> every mm-hmm. other week? If you have to keep asking that, that's the problem. And there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with seeking clarity in areas where you may not have it. But when you ask the first time, you should get an answer. Right. If you try every
0: other have, week is a lot. That
1: is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you try to have this kind of dialogue with a gaslighter, they will try mm. and make you seem silly, maybe even crazy, or troubled because the last thing they want to do is to get real with you. Um, mm. so first of all, I'm not gonna ask the question more than once, but right. it's still the same thing because after I ask the question, if I don't have clarity after that, then what what good is this? what what was the point? I'm still
0: confused. Um, as the great young Wayne said, "Fuck <laughs> these niggas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Really? That's uh, funny.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that just—that one just really got me. Just not knowing where you stand, and like niggas treating you like they like treat you. They—they they want you to treat them like, right. Exactly. Like you crazy. Like you're crazy right. for assuming this is more than just a fuck buddy, right. but no, you put these ideas in my head. You you yeah. said that. <sighs> okay, Chris, come on, Chris, come on, bring it back, bring it back. This is, <laughs> this is, nice this to is not 2001. Somebody <laughs> cut somebody out. <laughs> this is not 2001. Come on, come on,
0: come on. Okay. Speaking of, by the way. Hulu is like, we have acrimony. I'm like, I'm not about to watch this movie and cuss somebody out today. I, <laughs> like... I just want to know how she got on the boat. I've never seen the movie. Tyler apparently... Perry told us how she got on the boat. What are you saying? She snuck on while they were having the wedding.
1: I don't think that still makes sense. Even though I haven't seen the movie, but I don't
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched the movie that was in a happy relationship, and I was still mad at my nigga by the time the movie's over. Because I was like, fuck these niggas. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let's go ahead. (laughs)
1: Alright, gaslight side number five. You look for him, the gaslighter, to validate and affirm you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. So, The author states that she does everything that she can to avoid using the word vulnerable as it relates to um, her clients' interactions with each other. She says, because I am a pretty word-literal person, and I know that vulnerable means capable of or susceptible to being wounded or hurt as by a weapon and open to moral attack, criticism, temptation, etc. And that's why she prefers to use the word dependent. It means relying on someone or something else for aid, support, etc. When you're dating someone who is healthy, you can be dependent upon them. But when you're with a gaslighter, vulnerable is exactly what you are pretty much all the time. In many ways, gaslighters are a lot like, are are a lot alike. As sex trafficking survivor and author, Centoia Brown Long, Call certain types of pimps Romeo pimps. If you've ever read about a pimp's initial approach, y'all, if you ain't watched Pimps Up Hose Down, I don't know what you're doing in life. He <laughs> flatters and I affirms. Haven't. Oh, oh, we having a Pimps Up Hoes Down movie <laughs> night. <laughs> that's when it's my turn to pick the movie. That's gonna be my first uh... one. Yep. <laughs> That that documentary came out, like, in maybe 96, 97. I don't remember. But we didn't have HBO at my house. So, like, I had to plan when I was going to spend the night at my dad's house so I could stay up and watch it on HBO. <laughs> HBO <laughs>
0: remember, was hell's box You remember office. when We H- didn't have that
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, HBO used to send you the booklet that would show when everything's going to come on. And so like no. when, oh,
0: <laughs> Well,
1: I would go to my dad's house and like get the booklet and then map out when I need to be sure I spent the night at his house to watch what I want to watch. And baby, I was there for pimps up holes down and taxicab confections and um, hookers and johns.
0: <laughs> yeah, I missed all of that.
1: <laughs> okay, anyway, if you've ever read about a pimp's initial approach, he flatters and affirms a woman until she feels like she is precious to him, like he would never hurt or harm her. Then once her defenses are down, he starts to tear her apart bit by bit. Why would mm-hmm. anyone stay with someone who treats them that way? Because the guy initially built her up so high that she mm-hmm. feels as if she needs his validation and approval in order to feel like she is any of any true worth of value. Um, and she put a little note here, and she says, this is why gaslighters prefer people who have low self-esteem, and in fact, you hardly ever see them with individuals who know they are the total bomb. Um, And you know, I just think at different points in your life, you're more susceptible to those types of things. Sometimes I don't I, think, yeah. I'm like super, well, I mean, y'all already know. <laughs> I'm like super sensitive, so Anybody who would, like, tear me down, I'm not going to be with them anyway because I don't want my feelings to be hurt. So I -hmm. don't think I've really, I don't think I've really ever experienced this in a relationship. But I have experienced, like, a different variation of this in friendships before, for sure. And, Mm -hmm. like, with someone who was my best friend from grades 1 through 11. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I look back on that relationship, sometimes it's like, why did I love this person so, and like declare her as my best friend? And I have friend groups and none of my other friends liked her. None of my other friends liked her as my friend. They didn't really talk about her to me because they know how I am about my friends. Like I don't really tolerate that. Like if I have a friend in one group, who and doesn't get along with. And I'm like... <laughs> Why you I'm just,
0: call me out?
1: <laughs> because, well, I mean, because you're right here. But, like, I wouldn't allow that person to talk to me about you just like I wouldn't allow you to talk to me about them. And I would say to you the same thing, uh-uh, we're not doing that because I'm not gonna let them talk to me about you, so you're not gonna talk to me about them. So it's like, they didn't really talk about her, but none of them liked her. And when I finally opened my eyes and was like, this is ridiculous, all of my friends were like, yes, it's about <laughs> damn time. <laughs> all right. Gaslight sign I, I number would
0: be six. discerning. I don't know why you don't listen to me. <laughs> I <get> told tell you. <laughs> I be discerning. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: I know. I know.
1: Gaslight sign number six. We're at the home stretch. You feel unstable, uncertain, and unfulfilled most of the time. Your affinity for someone can cause you to overlook all kinds of toxicity. And she talks about how, like, with <laughs> with <Sir> lighter, <laughs> she talks about how like kind of like the scenario I mentioned before. Like, he's like, well, you know what this is. Like, this is just, we just kicking it or whatever. But it's like, no, you put this in my head. You mm-hmm. said we were in a relationship. You're treating me like I'm your girlfriend. You're treating me like you're my boyfriend. And then, but then you'll turn around and he'll say something like, well, you know, sometimes I want to be with you and sometimes I, sometimes I feel like you don't want, like, I, i literally, which, No shade, I've said the same thing too. I've literally had a nigga tell me that, you know, I was the one, but he just wasn't ready. And I I didn't get that upset because truth be told, I've used the same line in the past myself, but that is not okay. (laughs) Like, that is not okay to leave somebody on. And she's Mm -hmm. saying that basically when someone tells you that, what he's saying is, I'm going to stay and do enough to keep you hanging on, because I like how you benefit me, i.e., I like Mm -hmm. how you get up out your bed and come to my house and get in my bed whenever I call. Mm -hmm. That was personal, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to give you what you deserve because I couldn't care less about your needs being met. And to be honest, like, I'm I'm glad that I outgrew that and I, I got to the point where I didn't let, you know, guys do that to me, but I did. That's really that's yeah. Really weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were about
1: to give an example. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I shared a lot <laughs> during this segment. All <laughs> I
0: gotta like say is but like God
1: <laughs> So oh girl, okay. So like Julian did you have anything you want to say just about any instances with gaslighting relationships? of any kind, anything you want to say to end it?
0: Yeah, I guess think about where you are in certain places of your life because there are certain places where you are more susceptible to um, being gaslit. So, like, I remember when I was in college and I was stressed because I was taking, like, 21 hours and I had some other issues going on. And so I was very susceptible to being, like, you know, enjoying being, like, treated well by a guy, and he was super shitty. And so um, there are certain times in your life you had to, like, really sit back and be like, okay, I am very susceptible to this. Yeah. Let me let me take a step back.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, the author even mentions, like, this is so juvenile, but I feel like everybody, women and men have done this before, putting up with shit because that person is good in bed and like I definitely have done that <laughs> I, I just can't lie I've definitely done that and All right. yeah let's not do that because just yeah. like you found that person you'll find somebody else I well, mean,
0: the Hitachi one is real cheap on um Groupon that's the plug
2: <laughs>
1: I got
0: mine <laughs> off Amazon and I got an old school one that you plug into the wall uh it never failed. You can get a, a rechargeable what on
1: green.
0: Uh uh I like to plug
1: it into the wall. <laughs> right.
0: I don't know what kind of eighteen hundreds Hidaji wine.
1: I mean it's very right. old school.
0: I just say, fuck these niggas and fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: amen. Amen. Let's around. So, yeah, guys, just be wary of gaslighters and know when someone is fucking with you and, like, you are not crazy. You are not making these things up in your head. Some people are just naturally manipulative. Yeah.
0: And you're right. beautiful, and you're smart, you're kind, are and you're important.
1: beautiful in every single
0: way. But you're also smart, and kind, <laughs> and important. And so, don't let these niggas play you a fool. <laughs> fuck with me, fuck
2: for, with me. Okay,
1: alright. Hey! <laughs> <sighs> I don't even, like, I don't even give, like, Kaya claims to that song anymore. That's City Girl. Fuck Kyle Hill. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so
0: Joyan, are
1: you ready?
0: I am ready. Alright, let's go so, to we're gonna favorite. take you to favorite part of the pot, to buy you a drink. You can't ask me if I'm ready and then try to break into my spot. <laughs>
1: I wasn't trying to break into your spot. You had a pause. I thought that...
0: You, you I was know, just you breathing. Go ahead, so. <laughs> you okay. you want me to breathe. And then when I do breathe, <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Never trying um, to break into
1: your spot. Do you want to go first? <laughs> you go first. Sure.
0: I want to buy a drink for my family members who uh, gave me this money for this expensive-ass dog vacuum I bought. I um, bought... And, you know, just put a smile on my face as a (laughs) 32-year-old. I do now have a fancy vacuum that I can use to, like, you know, freshen up my carpets and try to get all this damn dog hair out of my carpet.
1: (laughs) It's like, when your carpets are clean, your life just feels in order. Right. Right.
0: Nothing like, else is in order, but my carpet is
1: clean. <laughs> when your carpet's clean, I remember the first time I shampooed my carpet myself and you do that first line. I think I sent y'all it's a picture so of like how clean that carpet was. It was like I have been living in total utter filth, And when I got done, I just felt so accomplished.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, like it right now, because I have two dogs and I'm only willing to traumatize one. So at night, I close my bedroom door and my, like, bathroom door so it can, like, vacuum the main area. And, of course, every single time I empty it, it's fur. And I'm like, am I ever going to get rid of all the fur in my carpet? I don't know. But, (laughs) you know, it just makes me feel better that every day, I'm an everyday vacuumer, and then I have this extra fancy vacuum and like, it's just Ooh. sexy as shit. Like, those lines are just. I am those so. Those lines happy hit for you. different. At <laughs> like 32, those lines hit different. Like, I
1: am I am genuinely, like, giddy on the inside for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <is> I. <laughs> chills. <laughs> I'm going to buy two drinks. Uh, my first drink is for my cousin, who. Respected my wishes. She understood that I, even though my cousins had a little get together, she understood that when I said no, I meant no. She respected mm-hmm. that. She went out of her way to put on a mask and come meet me at Sunflower and bring me uh, my Hendrix summer solstice. So I just <laughs> want to buy her a drink for like letting my yay be yay and my nay be nay. <laughs> And I also want to buy a special drink for Doyen. <laughs> so y'all, Doyen sent me or a uh, cameo. Um and I don't know if y'all are that familiar, but I heard about it when it first came out, but I kind of forgotten about it. <clears throat> so I don't know if y'all are that familiar with how the cameo situation works, but there are all these celebrities and the range of celebrity varies, but they're celebrities, and you can like buy a, a ad from them where they'll send a message to, you know, whoever you want them to send a message to. And so you, so a carry on for Jackie Jordan Kirsten. And let me tell you, I didn't. I thought so when I got the message, I thought you were just sending me a video with her with something she had said online oh, okay here's a, a video okay and even when she said Chris I still thought <laughs> I thought I thought you said it to me because she said something about someone named Chris and my name Chris
2: <laughs> like I didn't know
1: that this was tailored to me until she kind of stumbled on Doyen's name and I was like oh shit this is custom made like I lost my shit surprisingly and guess what I didn't cry like I'm surprised I didn't cry but I literally giggled all day and every time I think about it I giggle again like I can't (laughs) believe it so I just thank Toya she's the sweetest it was amazing I've listened to it a gajillion times and I still can't believe that like I didn't realize she was talking to me
0: (laughs) I thought she she was just randomly talking to somebody
1: named Chris.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She was like, yeah, I really hope I got your name right. I'm like, it's not even about my name. Just talk to Chris. (laughs) Yeah, but when she stumbled on Doyen's name, that's when
1: I was like, oh, shit. Wait, this is for me. This is for (laughs) me.
0: By the way, as an aside, Chris um, makes me feel poor because she she keeps showing me her bubble bath. And I'm like... (laughs) So
1: last night,
0: I added,
1: <laughs> I added these pink Himalayan salt bath bombs. Mm. It just took the level of moisture in the water up five notches. I mean, I was moisturized when I got out of that water. <laughs> I, I was, mean, yeah.
0: I got out of the tub and did not put any lotion on it and I'm still not that ashy.
1: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) These were smaller so I added two of them because they were kind of small but then I had my so I used um, I didn't use the sleep bubble bath I just used a regular lavender bubble bath Um, Mm -hmm. I also used some lavender Epsom salt Mm -hmm. and then I used (laughs) some bath oil. (laughs) Yes, I put all the things in my bath water and then I watched a couple of episodes of Shits Creek and drank a glass of water and
0: mm-hmm. it was
1: perfect.
0: I it was perfect. well, yesterday I was drinking a glass of wine and I was like, when I'm done with this wine, I'm getting out of this bath. But um <laughs> and See, I water was helps also, me stay in
1: there longer because it, it's too uh, hot to drink wine in the bathtub. It's just too hot. Mm.
0: Mm. <laughs> I feel like it should be a fully relaxing thing, so I drink wine in the tub. Um, But um, I was reading this book. It's basically another book by Leanne Moriarty. But I didn't read the synopsis, so I'm extra like, what the fuck is going on in this book? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, you know, we're going to see how it goes just to see. Like, I don't know what's happening in the book. (laughs) And so I'm really sent along with the ride. Of whatever she's talking about. So um
1: yeah, before we fun. before we close, I need to make a correction because and I think I said this on the show. If I didn't then we're gonna pretend like I did. So before I think when we mentioned Akata Witch, I said that the author had gotten a deal from HBO to develop that book into a show. That's not mm-hmm. the book that she got the deal for. She got the deal for um Who Fears Death. Which uh. is um a different series. I think that's the Benty series. But it's the same author. And I had both books. And when I started mm-hmm. reading, because like I said, you know, I told you I had started the book but I didn't finish it. When I started mm-hmm. reading A Witch, I was like, Uh uh-uh, uh don't none of this look familiar <laughs> You
0: know, then- now that you mention it, yeah. So I started reading Benti when I was in Denver. In Denver things were happening and mm-hmm. so my brain was already not in a normal space, and then I was trying to read Binti, and it was really confusing.
1: <laughs> Binti is like very sci-fi. Like this yeah, was extremely... more Akata was more fantasy, mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah, so yeah, I started that reading that because it was going to be turned into a series, and I still do intend to read the Benti series as well. Yeah, but I just and wanted the to make that series
0: correct. is really short too. Like each yeah. book, like the book is, it doesn't make any sense that I haven't finished the book. Consider as short as it was. But again, my brain was not in the normal space. And so after a while, it was freaking me out. Yeah. Not freaking me out. It was just weirding me out. But anyway, um, I I thank you for reading... clearing that up. Because yeah. I was like, ooh, when is the Kata Witch happening? So <laughs> yeah, That makes me feel like. You would
1: have been, been waiting for the wrong thing. <laughs>
0: All right. Wrong thing.
1: <laughs> okay, doing it. So tell people how they can contact us, how they can let us know that they left us the a review
0: so we are on the instagram it's poor life decision one decision because we're changing them one at a time and sometimes we just have to like loop back to that same decision and be like okay let me work on this again so like i was telling y'all now that this is not a linear journey it's more of like a loopedical journey and i say that because i've been drinking this whole podcast um <laughs> also our etsy is also poor life decision one decision all one word um Our Twitter is PLDPod. Um, TV has been real slow because who is recording TV right now? So uh, (laughs) we do like kind of go in there and randomly say shit. And please let us know how you felt about Hamilton because we would love to fangirl with you about our fanboy. We are uh, a gender inclusive podcast fan person. Or if you have uh, a show that you want us to watch with you, let us know.
1: Like between yeah. Doyan and I, one of us
0: will probably like your yeah. recommendation. <laughs> one of us would will be willing to watch it. Um, you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision dot com. Um, let us know what you want to talk about. Again, with the pot, um, with the reviews. If you do have a review, screenshot the review and send us your address, and we'll be happy to send you one of our shiny poor life. Decision stickers. The same may contain Hot-off alcohol. <laughs> it's great on flasks or your water bottle or like your forehead. It doesn't matter. An <laughs> anything. Right. Laptop. It's okay. Whatever it is.
1: Um, yeah. So oh, I tried my black girl sunscreen for the first time today. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. It wasn't super heavy, super oily. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't wear any foundation today. And I, I'm i a little shiny, but I don't look like I could fry chicken on my face, which is normally yeah. how I look. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really like it. So, guys, don't forget your sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Don't forget your routine. Drink water. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to remind them of? Do the you call your
0: person? Mm-hmm. Do your Kegels. Stop texting that nigga during the pandemic. Stop texting that nigga. Yeah. Especially if you know you ain't gonna talk to him after the pandemic. Like, as soon as outside so, is open. So, you, and just safe, gonna, you just gonna call me out on the show. You know, as soon as outside is open Thanks. and safe, you gonna Thanks. stop texting him. Thanks. Stop texting Seriously, him. Seriously, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be
1: able to use Corona as an excuse. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> we love y'all and thank you for tuning in. We see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Big Mama, I'm a shit talker. I see him copy every look, I got a few daughters. Every check, I deposit, got a few commas. Pretty bitch mouth slick, I'm a good problem. Fell asleep in Gucci, heading house all roasting. He ate it with his grill and I was diamonds in my coochie. I was in the dorm, stressed out with my roommate.